0: And this is episode 57 of the Galactic Dads Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the remaining of the Snyder Cut we didn't cover last week. We're also going to talk about the first episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Plus we'll talk about the release date of Black Widow that might finally stick. uh, The trailer for James Gunn's Suicide Squad. And of course we got Dad Jokes and Beers of the Week. So stick around.
1: Five, four, three,
0: two, one. Before we get started... Does anyone want to get out?
1: The Galactic Dads Podcast. A podcast by Geeky Dads. Talking about all things geek. Dad life. I am the
0: father. And beyond. Language. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Galactic Dads Podcast. We, of course, are your dad destination for all things geek dad life and beyond that will include bits of dad advice for your daddy issues we'll talk about comics video games tv shows movies and whatever else strikes us as worthy to talk about so we hope you enjoy the show and of course i am b today i am joined by none other than jedi john what's going on buddy oh not much how's it going it is going quite well it's been a really exciting week the past week we've had a lot of great new content to check out uh, which we'll dive into in a little bit uh, but first, we uh, want to tell you guys about a really awesome announcement, uh, stuff that is going on later this weekend. So today is March 26th, uh, and in two days, you actually have the chance to come see us live. Why don't you tell us all about it, John?
1: Yeah, come out and see us at the uh, Olympia Sports and Event Center out in St. Charles, uh, Missouri. We'll be there from 10 to 4. Um, it's going to be a $5 entry all day long until 2.30. Anytime after 2.30, you get in for free which is a pretty awesome deal, so if you're a late comer, uh, you can get in for free. We might not have all the great stuff we might have early in the morning because those first comers get the uh, first pickings, but uh, we'll still have some great stuff.
0: Yeah, we will definitely have some cool stuff at our booth where we're tabling at. We'll be recording, uh, I would say live, but we'll be recording on location. Uh, we'll be doing uh, some giveaways and definitely have some normal Galactic Dads merch on, on sale if you want to come check that out. Uh, and a bunch of other great stuff going on. So you definitely come and check us out. Again, that is March 28th at the Olympia, Olympia Event Center in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, you can find more details on our socials and even our website now at galacticdads.com. Of course, if you would like to follow us on the socials, you can hit me up. I am at galacticdads across Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we even have a TikTok that I've never posted anything to. Uh, and a couple of other sites, uh, if you, if you name it, we got it. Uh, John, where can they find you at?
1: Uh, just J. John Four on Twitter, and then I'm on. I run the Untapped app um, at Collected Dads.
0: Excellent. We'll get to the Untapped app in just a moment, but first we have to talk about the ones who would love to be on the show but could not make it today. Of course, we we're talking about Laser Eric. He, uh, well, I know he wanted to be here, but because he has to run dad duty. And will be at the show on Sunday. He, uh, he played his cards wisely and stayed in for this recording, which was smart. Uh, of course, production Matt could not be here today, but uh, he is with us in spirit. And that just leaves Justin, uh, who is either Big Luscious or if you're an old school listener, his intern Justin. But he also could not make it today. But fear not, everybody. You will be able to catch all of us and a couple of Patreon members at the show on Sunday. So it's very exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll be a good time. So glad everybody can make that day. So,
0: But uh, you mentioned the Untapped app earlier. Let's talk about why we have that app. What do you think? Yeah,
1: let's let's dive right in real quick. You want to dive into beers of the week? Yeah, beers of the week time. Let's do it. So I am drinking this lovely 5% alcohol by volume hard coffee from Pabst Blue Ribbon. had it before on the show it's delicious it's a light drinking i just wanted something easy tonight nothing crazy uh and uh in my head i knew it was a repeater but i didn't care
0: yeah i think we're past the point of caring about repeaters now yeah um, because sometimes you just want to go tried and true and you just don't have time for another ipa
1: yeah and especially when you're
0: just like stopping on the way and you're like oh this this place doesn't have anything i actually need well that gasoline you should have probably purchased some of that but whatever we'll talk about that later uh, I myself am drinking a Corona. Um, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but the Coronas are a 4.6% alcohol by volume beer. Uh, they're not bad. Of course, everybody knows the Corona. I don't have any lime juice. What I did was I took uh, tequila mix, the Kirkland's brand, wonderful, already loaded in with tequila, and I fill up the neck of the Corona bottle with that, turn it upside down, kind of lead mix, and boom, I've got myself a hot slice of summer. But it's real chill and in my hand. So that's going to do it this week for our beers of the week. If you are interested in uh, suggesting a new beer for us, uh, you can do so on the Untapped app. As Jedi John mentioned, we are at Galactic Dads on there as well. See what we've been drinking. Tell us what we should be drinking and see if any of our badges sync up. We'd love to talk to you guys on there. Yep, Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Tons of fun. Good stuff. Good stuff oh but we mean, are we are running through it this episode i'm yeah, I mean, proud of us
1: where I, mean, I just know we both know that we have a lot to talk about
0: there is so much to talk about
1: and uh i think we're just going to start with getting through something that premiered last
0: week mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. it almost feels lost even though it's it's still a big premiere
1: yeah with some of the other announcements that came out on the last few days yeah i mean it, it is kind of on the back burner for a lot of people but uh it's still uh, worth noting and uh On Disney Plus, they launched uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier last Friday. I liked it.
0: I liked it as well.
1: I really enjoyed it. I liked the uh, the the darkness in it, and I liked the real world problems that both Bucky and um, Sam Sam Mm -hmm. uh, are going through. Uh, You get to see what happens, what like what it looks like for somebody to come back from the blip. And
0: Which is a question I never knew it, I needed the answer to. Uh,
1: yeah, who 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 really thought about it even? I mean, I did not. I mean, I'm sure there's people did. that did ask the question, but I'm like, oh, yeah, what happens if somebody wants to go get a loan and they don't have income for the last five years because they weren't there?
0: Yeah, you just didn't exist. Yeah. That is actually a very specific scene that's addressed in this show uh, yeah. for reasons. Also, with the, a
1: creepy, creepy banker, like, like yeah. super.
0: Yeah, well, he was fanboying. A little, a
1: little bit, but at the same time, like even some of the
0: questions, so did like Stark pay you guys or like what? But like, well, that actually brought up a whole nother thing. Do these guys work when they're not Avengers? Is it a full-time job? Is there benefits? What's going on there? Yeah. And apparently it doesn't quite work like that. Just a
1: lot of goodwill.
0: Yeah. And I, I don't know. It doesn't pay my bills. Yeah. That goodwill don't keep the lights on. Uh, and the last time I rescued a victim, they did not send a check. So I don't know. But I didn't want to point out that first 15 minutes or so of that episode. Oh, awesome. Breakneck speed, man. Breakneck it, speed. It's, it's so, so good. It's great whenever you get to see Falcon in, like, the apex of his skill and motion. He's better in this than he has been so far in all of the Marvel Universe. He's getting better.
1: Yeah, he did some of these, like, some of these actions in, like, Civil War in the beginning. Um, uh, in that first scene when they were in um Lagos and I just think that Oh you're talking about
0: the shield with yeah, his when, wings specifically. Yeah, yeah yeah. So
1: I mean you, you gotta see some of it, but even him like being I, I guess I'd call him acrobatic. Like I mean he really was like putting some hurt on some guys and using very he was very agile and um powerful with his strikes. Um so that was really good to see and uh everybody loves uh Batrock so
0: yeah, Batrock the Leaper, uh, portrayed by George St. Pierre, which everyone loves. I love that guy. It was great to see him. It was also good to see him kind of still being awesome. Uh, this was a guy who kind of, for a moment, <laughs> stood his own against Cap, like made Cap be like, all right, yeah, let's do this. But is now, of course, much more on par with Sam Wilson. So seeing them kind of square off was awesome. I think that was a really good way to start to give them – to give Sam a villain that's right there on Cap's side.
1: Yeah, I think it gives it. I again, like, gives him a good start off for this series, and also um, shows us that like Marvel is going to produce top tier quality content. I know people that watched Wandavision the first couple episodes; they were just like, "What the heck is this? Like, this is not Marvel. This is not what I expected." When I thought Marvel Cinematic Universe items, and then right away, huge action right out of the gate with um, yeah. Sam, and it shows you that um cinematic quality already.
0: Yeah, it essentially this is almost like watching Winter Soldier just longer. Yep. Uh which is great. But the f- first episode was titled New World Order, uh, and it was very much lived up to that title, uh just showing us kind of how the world is now uh and kind of brought out something that we haven't seen since Civil War and that is the political fallout from the things that have happened in the Marvel universe so far. Uh, We know that a lot of nations are no longer as at peace as they were. They're looking internally to try and somehow figure out how to protect themselves from superhumans and things like Thanos-level events, which are mind-boggling, if you could imagine living in that world, right? Yeah, and this happens,
1: uh, this takes place, for those of you following along, about six months after Endgame Mm -hmm. would have happened. So we're over the honeymoon stage of I'm so happy everyone's back we're kind of like in that Spider-Man homecoming or far from home Mm -hmm. um, timeline where uh, he was explaining what happened with all the kids that came back and how the ages were different, but the grade levels were the same in some cases and everything else that had happened. So um, it's really, really interesting to see um, more like outside of just a school, like what that looks like in the real world as far as financials, politics, all that stuff. So
0: and these things were slightly addressed in, Far from home, but also in Wandavision. But Wandavision only gave us about three weeks after Endgame, and then it was very much contained within uh, the town that she took over. Uh, mind you, so that incident can't be forgotten. So you have all these countries probably now worried about Scarlet Witch events could happen anywhere. Uh, so it's very, very cool to see kind of how the world's reacting. And then what I was hoping for since they announced this show, we got to see Bucky in action as the Winter Soldier. And he is so efficient and just ruthless. Yeah, we got
1: to see a good flashback for him. Oh, so good.
0: His hair was long again, still rocking the guyliner and the mask. I mean, he was uh, so efficient ruthless. I know, I was really excited about it. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. And then you get to kind of learn more about him and what he's going through now that he is not only just having those memories, Mm -hmm. but is working through his past to make amends. Yeah, be a better person and make amends. He's working the program, if you will.
0: When they also point out that he goes to therapy as a condition of his pardon, which I'm glad that they uh, explicitly said that because I was wondering, how does Bucky get to walk around free?
1: Just like nothing happened. Yeah,
0: after decades of just ruthless murder, Uh, And this is how they also point out that he has his mind and his body back. So it kind of helped him out knowing at least the government knows he was completely brainwashed.
1: Yeah, I guess what uh, whatever Shuri did um, with him in Wakanda cleared his whole mind and basically basically made sure that he could no longer be programmed. He was free from all that,
0: which I hope we get to see somebody try and program him again and just goes really poorly for them.
1: Yeah, that'd be good, too.
0: Uh, We also had the revelation of kind of some new villains, maybe sort of going on for them. Uh, But I wasn't sure who it was going to be. Turns out it's going to be Flag Smasher. Yeah. But with a new, fresh MCU take on it, it's more of a whole kind of internet gang, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I mean,
1: they basically what flash mobbed um, that Swiss bank.
0: Yep. Which provide enough cover for the people with actual powers to rob it. Uh, so there's some cool stuff there. And then at the very end of the episode, they give you a replacement cap. And I'm not going to lie, it looks store bought. It was, I love the memes right now. Um,
1: it, it's a little rough around the edges. I'll just say that. Like, it's a little rough. Um, it's not what you expected. Well, it is what we expected to see because we already saw the. Yeah, we've seen this still we, for we over, over a year form. now. But at the same time, you're just like, man, he really looks like that. That's him, and it it was kind of crazy seeing Sam watch it happen in front of him, and just you could just feel the, I can't believe that. It's like it was gut wrenching because he gave the shield back to the government, saying like nobody else deserves this mantle because it should fall with Captain, like it should fall with Steve Rogers, and uh, even I don't deserve it, even though he gave it to me, and then. They went around and gave it to somebody else. And I would want to freeze on a shield for a second because, like, wouldn't that have came from an alternate timeline?
0: That shield? Yeah, it Sh- would have.
1: Should have. It would have come from Steve's new timeline because he brought it through the past mm-hmm. because Thanos destroyed his original one. So, uh, and there's, if you look at it, it looks like it's a different. Um, it is definitely different. It's a different design on it. So I'm kind of curious to see what they do with that. Uh, and then what's it made out of? Because if it's not the actual shield or it, how did it get it, those designs versus the old, old designs, you know? So I'm just curious to see what happens.
0: I wonder if they'll explain it or if this is just the shield and that's what it is. It
1: could be the shield as I know it, but then I don't know.
0: And we'll, we'll get to see how John Walker uses it. I'll be interested uh, if John Walker, the U.S. agent, or right now it's the MCU's cap for this week, um, I wonder if he'll have that actual shield or just kind of a replica, which yeah. is very much possible. I would assume they would put the replica in the Smithsonian with the rest of the stuff
1: and just give him the actual...
0: Or, and just think about this, maybe Sam gave them a replica and still has the original. Ooh. Maybe that's why it looked different. Yeah, because, of course, Sam would be like, yo, man, he gave this shield to me. Cool. But also, like, this needs to like the symbol of it can't be overlooked so he gives it to the smithsonian thinking that's where it'll stay and they go ahead and give it to this new cap and he's like what the
1: <laughs> good look with that yeah it won't stop anything but. because
0: because we do have from the trailer we see sam working with the shield right that so, we uh, did not see in the first episode so yeah. it's quite possible that's how it works or he just Kicks the crap out of this new cap That's a good
1: good theory, though. What if he gave him a fake shield, and he's just like, yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do with that, but I have the real thing in my hand right now. That'd be an interesting theory right there. I like that. Yeah, I like it. That or or they kick the crap out of him. But either one works. Probably
0: both. You just see uh, Sam and Bucky going just Civil War style on Iron Man on this particular Captain America, just trouncing him.
1: Yeah. I would enjoy that. Do you think he's super soldier or do you think he's just another guy right now?
0: I think he has to be super soldier. At least
1: some early development for it. For yeah. Thunderbolt.
0: Right. Or for Thunderbolts. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to remember in the comics, if us agent is enhanced, if John Walker is actually enhanced or if he's just, you know, he might get a variation of something. I don't know. Like, They put together the notes and somehow came up with the process. I'm not sure, but either way, that is how the first episode ended. uh, And that is definitely something we're all looking forward to um, today when the episode drops.
1: Yeah, should be really
0: good. But other than that, I mean, let's talk about what we're really here for. There was other news, but we're going to get to it. You know, let's talk about Marvel news real quick. Just because there might be a final actual release date for Black Widow, finally. Uh, it was announced earlier this week that Black Widow will premiere in theaters and on Disney Plus Premiere Access for an additional fee, of course, on July 9th of this year. So hopefully that actually sticks. I mean, something's going to happen, right? I need to see this movie. I need. I've been waiting for the movie for... What May of 2020 yeah. is when we were supposed to get it, yeah, and then it, stuff it, happened, and
1: it'll be over a year after the original announce, or, uh, yeah, the, the original, original date. date. Yep.
0: And then I've announced new dates for this movie repeatedly on this show, and they've we, all been wrong. We keep really trying. We do. We do. Almost. It was almost as pushed back as Wonder Woman A four. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Though so hopefully it really does come out because I'm really excited. I know they put a lot of really good heart into that movie. There's great actors. I'm hoping by July.
1: I mean, I have my vaccine, other people have theirs, and I might just head to the theater for the first time in a year and a half. That would be a good one to break the cold snap with. I wouldn't be mad about it. I would be really happy to do that. And it would solve my having to buy premium access for Disney Plus
0: problem. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Uh, and you can still take your cell phone in there and just record the whole thing with you. You know, Take it, take it to the old ways. We still have the old ways. We
1: still have the old ways.
0: Which is a wonderful transfer transition let's talk about the Snyder cut guys our guy uh because what is wrong with me it's like i can't talk i'm just so excited i mean it's we covered
1: two parts last week and we've now come to the conclusion like we can't drag it out anymore so we're just gonna cruise through everything
0: (laughs) we are gonna cruise through everything and just so
1: everyone's clear uh part three takes place starting at 70 minutes into the movie so we have three hours of movie to cover and we're gonna try to do that pretty quickly
0: yeah we'll see how it goes. We're just gonna bullet point a lot of stuff and just keep it rolling. No promises, let's do this
1: yeah, so I mean and, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on some of this stuff, but part three and part four I have really good notes for part five six yeah mm, well we'll get to it. that's okay um but yeah, so uh part three we finally see um Barry save Iris for the first time uh that was cut out of the original Justice League. Uh, theatrical cut which i don't know why it's a great scene it is a great scene and he sticks that hot dog in his pocket and you're like oh is that for later for him and then you realize it's for the dogs that are, that are during his interview right at the pet store
0: which is kind of crazy yeah, he just solved it one other problem in the middle of saving another one
1: yeah uh and then you uh skip over to uh lois again grieving <laughs>
0: Griefing with
1: a cape, and that's a good meme, too. Thank you for
0: that. You're welcome. Uh, I might post that meme on the socials later. Just, this is what made John yeah, laugh.
1: Just meh. Meep. But we
0: can see yeah, Lois, Lois again. Again, grief.
1: Again, grief. Caesar um, with a cape. And then uh, you skip over to Batman and Wonder Woman in the cave, and they have that like little, like, I'm into you kind of thing. You know, that yeah, little flirtatious tension. Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, my God, my Lane. hand was
0: on yours. So sorry. So yeah. sorry.
1: Uh, and then you
0: get to... Uh, Wait a minute, real quick. Can we talk about Lois Lane? Yeah. It was so necessary, though, to see that, because in the original cut that came out, I, for lack of a better term, the original cut, when that came out, it almost felt like Lois was kind of pointless. Aside from her connection that was supposedly built up for Man of Steel and BVS it didn't feel like she should really be that sad about Clark. And then in this particular, the director's cut here, you'd see, Oh, she, yes, she is like, she's real banged up about it.
1: I think this goes just back to, and how much he highlights her. It just goes mm-hmm. back to that strengthening of the BVS, um, scene with the flash telling Batman that Lois is the key. Mm-hmm. So folks, which on is a the,
0: theme they still carry out. through? Oh this yeah. Show.
1: They crush it. And this, I mean, it's very obvious in this cut that, Lois is a key for Superman. So, uh, and we find out and we'll talk about that in a little bit also, but um, I think that's the biggest thing behind that and why that's happening and why she's focused on more, even being um, so sad about it and everything else is because she's the key. But yeah, I I didn't, I didn't mind it. We did. I mean, we get multiple scenes of just Lois grieving,
0: which is nice. Yeah. Because one of those scenes introduces somebody that I had my mouth open wide for.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We get to that in part four. Yep. Um, so, uh, and then we go to, we go to Victor's backstory. Finally, we really get to cross we- into him and we get to see that Like he went to school in Gotham. He played for the football team. He crushes teams. Like he was an MVP football player. Um, and then, uh, you also get to see how his dad didn't show up for him and you get to, and that, that's your, I think that's your typical bad dad arc. Like, Oh, my dad didn't show up to the game. To do again.
0: To do an irreverent <laughs> movie quote. It's "Daddy wasn't there" from what? Austin Powers. Cult yeah, member. But it's, it's exactly the same trope you see all the time. Dad didn't make it to my games. Dad was a workaholic, which is a much better trope than "Dad left for a pack of cigarettes and I haven't right. seen him in twenty six years." You're <laughs> like,
1: Dad told me, "If I'm, you're not first, you're last." <laughs> <laughs> I was high when I said that, Bobby. <laughs>
0: Pull a Ricky Bobby. Oh. Uh, Another irreverent movie quote. But um, yeah.
1: Uh, but it, was,
0: it was good to see it, but it was also good to meet his mom.
1: Yeah, that's the first time, because we didn't see her in the first cut, so uh, it, was, it was nice to see that uh, relationship and how she was not just offending her husband, but also telling him that, like, you know he's proud of you. Like, it's there's no question that he is proud of you all the time. And then they get into that horrific car, car accident, accident, and... Um. Uh, victor well yeah but victor but um uh, silas si- silas goes to silas the, or no, cyrus silas. silas silas gets to the uh, hospital and gets told that his his wife is gone and his son won't make it either unless like and so he's like give him to me yeah and so in order to save his son he did something that well i don't think he necessarily wanted to do but he did anything he could to save his. Oh, that son's was life.
0: That was a straight up act of desperation. Right. So he realized that he had a mother box, and he wasn't quite sure what the mother box really was capable of, but he had to try something. He just lost his wife, and he explicitly said, "I'm not going to lose you too." So he hooks, <laughs> and you see this scene in Batman vs Superman, but he hooks his son up, the remaining pieces of him to like this wall that also has a mother box in it and he activates it and the mother box takes over and essentially only leaves maybe his skull perhaps uh, and everything else is all just new technological uh, and it's almost organic the way he can reconfigure it.
1: Yeah. I wish he didn't really have a whole lot to work with. Like the mother box takes over a lot, but like he really didn't have very much.
0: Yeah, it was it, it was, was all, less
1: than half of his torso, basically. Like, I don't,
0: I don't know what hit them, but it must have been a Mack truck, and then the car must have burst into flames because there was not much of him left at all. Uh, but it is cool to get to see him and more the extent of his powers, how anything that's connected he sees uh, yeah. via networks and kind of the things that he does with those powers once he starts to understand them. It's fantastic because essentially in the original cut, you only see him when he's brooding in his apartment like Frankenstein's monster. And then when it's time to get recruited and he says no, and then he's on the roof for the scene in Gotham, he shows up. Yeah. Whereas in this one, you get to see a whole lot more of what Victor does. Um, And it kind of build like builds on his good heart. But also just still how bitter he is, having lost his mom, and he clearly blames his father, not only for his mom dying but also turning him into what he is now. Uh, he holds a ton of resentment, so it's it's good to see that more fully explored because in this film it feels like cyborg is an essential character, which he absolutely was. Yeah, I think Zack Snyder referred to cyborg as kind of the heart of this film. Yep, which I would agree with. Uh, and in the prior film, I was just like, dude, I've got an iPhone that could probably do what you're doing in this movie. Yep. Uh, not to mention the change up of flash from the first cut to this cut, uh, which we'll talk about in chapter six, uh, is much, much more impressive and much more important than what we actually got in the first film. Um, which is awful. Yep. awful now that i think about it, like i'm thinking it's of the bad. first film i'm like bad. god that's bad yeah, okay the,
1: okay um so and then you skip over to barry you get to see barry and his dad in jail with his visit which is really cool because um i'm not sure if that was in the original cut at all they i don't think they really showed that uh and the jail scene him yeah. talking
0: to his dad they do oh they do they do it's
1: been so long since i saw the original one. i think so.
0: that's actually where you start to meet barry in the first cut it could be and then yeah but his dad though is essentially just telling him to give up on him and go live his life. Yeah.
1: Make your own future, which we hear later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then you skip to uh, Barry with Bruce. So Bruce is uh, in his hideout recruiting him. And you just see, I mean, it was almost shot for shot what we got in the original. Um, they did Justice keep a lot of that scene, which was a good scene to begin with. So I don't mind them keeping that one.
0: Even the car. You know, he says, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. So you, like, what are your powers? I'm rich. I'm rich. Good for you. Uh, and then you get to uh,
1: Wonder Woman in the Batcave with Alfred making tea, and I just love that scene just because you could tell Alfred just wants to do it so bad. He's just like, you should really just you know, just do this, and no, nope, just want it, you should do this first. And I, he just does. He just dances around it very lightly until she gets distracted, and then he just takes over. <laughs> and it's just funny to me, and I like Jeremy. Anything Jeremy Irons is, in, and he just does a good job.
0: I love Jeremy Irons. I will first of all this movie makes Alfred much more important. Yeah. Like he was important in Batman versus Superman and he had some lines that were noteworthy. Excuse me, in the original Justice League. But he's so much more important now. So much so that when Bruce introduces the team to him I later on him. in the movie, guys, this is Alfred. I work for him. I work for him. Yeah, pretty awesome. <laughs> um really awesome. Uh
1: I forget what part... Yeah, but when he introduces them all, like I'm just, he's like, yep, I work for him. Cool.
0: That's, that's part five right before... Oh, That's yeah. pretty close to part six, something darker.
1: And then uh, we get uh, Diana and Cyborg meeting, which is pretty similar to the first time they met in the original Justice League also, so I'm not going to spend too much time there. Uh, and then you get to see Cyborg visiting the grave... Of his mother and, and himself, himself, which is kind of crazy to see. Like, you don't ever expect to see yourself, uh, like, your, your own tombstone, which has been done in other movies, too, and it was really powerful. Like, Nick Fury uh, visiting his own grave in the Marvel Universe um, when everyone thought he was he was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, same situation here. And uh, it was the title of the part, which was Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. And you get to see a lot of those relationship items uh, during the part. But the... The tombstones were labeled Beloved Mother, Beloved Son. And so that connected the whole um, title with the whole um, the whole part. Uh, and then you get to see Silas at the lab. Uh, again, that's when he gets taken by the
0: parademons. parademons. Which see? is still pretty similar to uh, the original. Silas gets taken, yep. and then they go back and get him and some other people who have the smell of the mother box on them
1: yeah and then you get the first gordon scene for the for the um movie which was cool because he is already fighting off the um the sketches like why would he protect gotham for this many years and then all of a sudden just start kidnapping people yeah
0: so the witness sketches of the pair demons are just that sketches and they look an awful lot like batman yep and so of course the other police are Showing this to James Gordon, and by the way, that officer, I was super excited. As soon as he walked on screen, I go, "Please, please be Crispus Allen, please be Crispus," uh, who became very popular during the Gotham Central series, and then now is a very, uh, very recurrent character within the Gotham, Gotham Police Force, and served as the Spectre for a long time. Uh, but he is a great mainstay, almost as good as Harvey Bullock, really, in that regard. But I was excited to see him actually be Crispus um, when he was talking to Jim Gordon. And then, of course, Jim is like, give me that sketch. Yeah, why would he protect Gotham all these years just to start stealing people now? Uh, so he goes, I'll, I'll talk to him. And he goes up to the roof, flips the signal, and boom, there's Batman, which is awesome.
1: Yep. Um, we had to watch Atlantis lose their mother box again, which was an extended battle. You, okay. just, see, you just see some sweet powers. From some of the Atlanteans, especially uh, uh, Mira.
0: Mira, yeah, and her um, water control power. She
1: started sucking the blood out of him, like just yeah. draining everything around him. It was pretty intense. She, um, yeah,
0: she was pulling the moisture out of his body, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to see that stifle him much more than it did. Right. Uh, but that was really cool. The only problem I had with Mira in this particular movie, because I made my piece with her in, I guess it was the Aquaman film. Was that the first time we actually saw her, or did we get to see her in Justice League?
1: I actually don't. I think she may have been in Justice League. I think she was because um, uh, he Val, does. Val, yeah, was not. Valco was not in it.
0: That's right. You do get to see her. He does go back down underwater and yep. then talk, and then he's like, "Whatever." Yeah, he doesn't care. I, I want to go drink whiskey on the land and ride in the back of trucks, uh, which is how he ends this movie. So fine, whatever. But the thing about Mira in the Snyder cut is she has this like Game of Thrones accent going on. Whereas in the Justice League cut, and even in Aquaman, she does not have an accent at all. She speaks very American and how you expect Amber Heard to speak. Uh, So that was jarring as soon as she started talking. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Hang on. Uh, But I still love the character. Uh, Amber Heard, I guess, is okay in that role. Like, it's not my favorite, but she carries it all right, I suppose. Um,. Yeah, yeah, keep moving. I could talk for a while on right. that one. I don't Yeah, get no, it. you're
1: good. So uh, Victor sees that his dad's been taken, and uh, his apartment's been ransacked. Um, super. I mean, it was similar again to the original one. I mean, he goes back to the apartment and it is like trashed because the pair of demons had been there looking for the mother box. That's right. Um, and then which had been buried at his grave, buried at his grave. Um, and then you get back. So this was one of the scenes I had a problem with in the first three parts. Was we go back to Steppenwolf talking to them about the mother boxes, and I just feel like it just seemed like wasted time because they're like, "Oh yeah, they're still tracking for the scent." Like it was like almost the ex- word for word what happened in the last time they had this scene while he was back at the hideout talking. To oh, them. when
0: he starts building it,
1: yeah. So this time they did build like he's even told him like the defense is built, so the dome was officially done at his hideout, but like it was like word for word the previous time we were there like oh they have the scent they're tracking them we're going to find them and i'm like we could i knew this is happening like why is this a thing now
0: like i really i still like the scene because obviously it was taken almost still for still for the original but he does explain why he's in such a piece of crap place like well, yeah, he should, he did, it's essentially chernobyl
1: but he did yeah but he did that the last time he yeah. was in front of the same thing. Like He literally did it two like 30 minutes earlier. He did the same scene.
0: Oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. it was. Like, he does kind of do. That is repetitive no, in this film. No, it was
1: super repetitive. Yeah. And I'm just like,
0: I didn't need this scene. Not like, again.
1: I, I literally could have seen him put in the second mother box, and that's all I need. I don't need anything else from him. No speaking lines, nothing else. Like, say like He could turn to his
0: parademons and say, go that, find the third that's box. That's the scene where he's talking to DeSat.
1: Yeah, for the the second time.
0: Yeah, and and he's really explaining stuff. And
1: and the first time, he's like, yeah, they've got the scent. They're going to find him. And then
0: the second time, they've got the scent. We're going to find it. And I'm like, "Nope, uh Uh-uh, disagree. Disagree. The second time, he's telling him he found the anti-life. No. Where's that at? Next part. Oh, then, yeah, this scene's not not necessary. Believe me, I took notes. I even wrote here,
1: seems like a waste of time. (laughs) 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 It's in my show notes. (laughs) Okay,
0: Um, okay. Um, All right, but fair yeah, enough. and then we get
1: and that closes out part three. We get to part four. We're now 112 minutes in the movie, so just under two hours, and now it starts really getting
0: good for me. Yeah, then the action starts.
1: Yeah, so um, Gordon and team meet up uh, at, on the top, and they realize Strikers Island is the place to go. Um, and, and because
0: the tunnel they figure out is
1: underneath Gotham. Yeah, because Cyborg shows up and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to triangulate these things because you obviously can't do it." <laughs>
0: so <laughs> give me a second. Yeah, go
1: And he figured it out. Uh, and you then you we get that it's almost shot for shot on mm-hmm. how they shot the first Justice League, and but you get to see more of Wonder Woman on. I think I feel like we get more of Wonder Woman versus Steppenwolf alone. Yes, uh, just a little bit extended, but you really get to see her hold her own and really like, oh yeah, you can take this guy
0: like or at least put up a really good fight. Um, oh, that's the one where he antagonizes her. Yeah, it says if you had been at the mascara, your sisters and mother might have lived. And right. she's like, oh you. Which, yeah, yeah, I forgot that he really antagonizes her in this film much more than he did in the original. But you do get to see her really go at it.
1: Yeah, and then you get to see the flash. Um, I'm, ch- I know the scene. I'm just trying to remember how it exactly came to be. But you get to see that awesome like scene where he just is shattering rocks to save people. Like, I mean, it's another slow mo scene from from him. But you get to see him using his speed just to just. Crush rocks before they get down to um, the civilians while they're saving them. I think
0: so. Here's actually a question I have: in this scene where they start rescuing the kidnapped people from the pair demons, I,
1: I, I think you're going the same way
0: I would want to. You're going where I'm going? I think so. In the the Justice League, I guess we'll start calling it. That's fine. There's a scene where Barry can't do this. He just He's like, I, I'm scared. I can't do this. And Batman just tells him, just save one person. Mm-hmm. And then in this film, I felt like that scene never happens. Nope. He's just ready to go and just goes for it.
1: Well, and not just that, but like, it drove me crazy that he was like, he'd run up. We got to get going, guys. Come on. And I'm like, why didn't you just speed people out?
0: Yeah, just you, grab them and go. You jerk. Like, well... See, that was one of the things that I always have a problem with speedsters on film. Um, you know, Quicksilver over in the Fox Marvel movies, the X-Men films, I suppose we should call them. The way he moves people, especially in X-Men Apocalypse, he grabs people out of the Xavier Mansion before it explodes or as it's exploding, really. But you can't just pick someone up and move them like that. Like You'll snap their neck. They'll die. This happens in yeah, real life. Yeah, you gotta
1: get their support, buddy. You got to get support.
0: So which, Yeah, but you never really see that. In in this movie, when we get to see Barry for the first time and Iris is introduced, which, by the way, excellent casting job. Still I, great. Iris looks phenomenal. We'd love to see her on screen some more. Uh, but he very is very careful. Like, he's being very careful how he moves her. Yeah. And I realize, you know, so much of this movie is in slow motion that you don't really have time unless you want this to be like a five hour movie to show him doing the same thing with all of those kidnapped people. So I think I feel better that he didn't just grab everybody and just went, come on guys, we got to go. We got to go just one at a time. Well, he could have done it, but I don't think as an audience, we had time to watch that because they would have, well, you could have just seen like three of them and you'd have been like, okay, that's what he's doing. Every single one of them, as soon as they got outside should have dropped to their knees and barfed. Like, that would, actually, that would have been that would a been great better. scene. It would have been better. Yeah, it would have been better. Because
1: it would have made sense to everybody.
0: Yeah, Zach, call me. I got you, buddy.
1: Yeah. Um, and then you get to see Wonder Woman uh, basically just blast Steppenwolf real quick um, with her, um, her bracelets. bracelets. Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, the, the battle was pretty much... Um, I thought the battle was much more entertaining this go round.
1: Yeah, I mean it was better visually. Um,
0: it was essentially the same because you get the same outcome, which I was disappointed in. I wanted the batcrawler to not be in this film. I don't know why, but of all the things that really pulled me out of the first Justice League, it was the Batcrawler that I finally just said, nope, I can't no. It
1: wasn't even that bad. Aquaman shows up to like stop the harbor from flooding them immediately until they can get to safety.
0: Which I like because I want to see Arthur control water.
1: Yeah, and then you get back to um, oh, Steppenwolf goes back to the two boxes after that. Like, the, I mean, the battle scene's over; they they escaped with the crawler up the up the cistern, I guess it would be. I guess I don't even I know suppose. what that would be. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but you skip back to Steppenwolf back at, now he's got the two boxes, and he, I don't know, he, he's shown a, vis- a vision of something.
0: Yeah, how does he get? Um, Oh, he sees the vision of when Darkseid's first repelled from Earth.
1: Yes, I can't remember what triggers it. Maybe it's one of the mother boxes. It has to be. And so he and this is when the anti-life equation Mm -hmm. comes into play, and he sees the first time that um,
0: oh, because it's when Darkseid's um, I guess mallet, for lack of a better term, hits the ground. Yeah, it we carved it's the Omega symbol, right? Which you don't see anywhere else. Normally you see the Omega symbol on Darkseid somewhere. Uh, but in this film, you've only ever seen it before in Batman vs Superman in his nightmare scene. Yeah,
1: but the whole thing is like carved into the landscape of, mm-hmm. of the planet.
0: And you see that again from Darkseid hitting it. Right. And I guess that's the anti-life equation somewhere. Uh, which they don't call it the equation, which is what they call it in the comics. They just call it anti-life is yeah. here. And of course, that's what Darkseid wants. Right.
1: And then uh, you get over to the uh, the team meeting. Um,
0: what to what, do with the mother box. Yeah, what to oh, do with the no. mother box. Yeah, more I mean, more specifically, we need Superman.
1: Yeah, we need Superman. Yeah, the, the Superman thought of occurs finally where they're like, we need, we need somebody. We, we need one more, and we need somebody that can handle this together.
0: You know, and they do it so much better in this film that they look at Victor and Victor's the answer, because Victor says, I should be dead. The Mother Box is just a an, an engine for change.
1: Yeah, which is, a, uh, that's the part four is the change machine. So. Right.
0: So I thought that that was much better explained this time on how they bring Superman back and why the Mother Box was so essential for it instead of just being a MacGuffin uh, that was, it essentially was in the Justice League version.
1: Yep. And then uh then you get Lois and Martha together. Martha. Uh and it's well it's not is Martha. Is it
0: Martha or is it Martian? It is Martian.
1: Marsha. And I uh and it was at this point, um, uh, I think you and I were this is when we were texting, and I'm yes. like, yeah, this is still like a six out of ten for me. Like I I see improvements, but I'm not like overly sold on it yet. And then this happened and I'm like all right i'm way more sold all right so now now we're in the
0: nine range
1: yeah and it's just one scene that like i'm like oh my gosh they they brought him and i was really hoping they would use him in this movie unfortunately we didn't get any um extra stuff out of him other than he met bruce wayne at the end which was really cool too that was Um, my
0: problem though that's a problem i have with this
1: film i wish they would have used him
0: yeah and why uh, have him if all he's there for is two conversations
1: yeah set up the rest of
0: the Snyderverse. i mean that's cool but if, we're we're, have if to we ever the, get it, we're going to get the hashtag out real hard. Hashtag, go to the old ways. <laughs> we'll use the old way. Um, Ready the hashtag. And, uh, and then we get to part five, all the King's horses. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's talk about the Martian Manhunt reveal uh, right. because that's very important. So what happens there is Lois believes Martha Clark comes to her and Martha says some very powerful things. Some things that kind of nudge Lois out of depression, if you will. Um, out of the morning phase and just really like lets her know how important she is and uh, kind of is going to be, I suppose. Yeah. And then she leaves. It's a wonderful moment. Actually, you're just kind of like, man, how'd they not have this in the first cut? Cause this is like really important. And then as soon as Lois shuts the door behind Martha, her eyes turn red and you're like, Oh crap. Is she a parademon? You know, if you're not aware and then all of a sudden She changes and it's the Martian Manhunter, uh, which is the first time you see or hear anything of John Johns in this particular, in the Snyderverse, essentially. But it was really cool because as soon as he changed and started talking, you know, Lois, you're going to be very important. I immediately go, We have seen him since Man of Steel. He's been here the whole time. Yeah, he was the Colonel, right? Yeah, he's the, uh, I don't know if he's the Colonel. But he is the higher up, the guy that essentially tells Superman that he just destroyed a $3 million piece of equipment in Man of Steel. And he, does he show up in Batman versus Superman? I'll have to go back and sure. look at that. But that's essentially Zack Snyder's way of saying the Martian Manhunt has been on Earth this whole time. Yeah. And monitoring events. And he does show up for important stuff. See how much he was, he was relevant during the Kryptonian invasion, for lack of a better term. I, he's got to be in BVS, but I'll have to figure that out. Uh, but it's good to see him, and then it's nice to move on to was it, all the king's horses part five.
1: All the king's horses, yep.
0: Which is great because that refers to Humpty Dumpty. I mean,
1: Humpty Dumpty, yeah. You got
0: to put them back you together you again. Got to put them back together again. So they make the decision to revive Superman.
1: Yeah, it, uh, they, it, it is really funny. The opening scene for this is them digging up Superman,
0: like. But who's digging up Superman? Oh, it's just the young guys. <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's, just, it's, it's just Cyborg and Flash. And
1: Flash even asked a question. He's like, you know, I can get this done in like <laughs> oh, one second, right? And he's like, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, like there's some respect to it. Like yeah. you can't just dig him up quickly exhume his body. And then I just love the joke. Um, well, it was a Flash
1: that made it to Cyborg about Wonder Woman. Like, do you think she'd go for a younger guy? <laughs> We're all thinking it. We're all thinking it. <laughs> Everyone there, and then, and then, Cyborg was just like to her, "Everyone's a younger guy." I'm Sorry, like, Bruce. Touche. Touche, buddy. Touche. Um, but yeah, really, it was just like it was a nice moment, and like you said, it was a respectful thing. Like they were digging him up. Like they they took their time with it. Like this is a big thing that they were doing. Aquaman was still questioning whether or not they should do it. Right. Which, um, by the way,
0: he was still right. Oh yeah. He was like, "I just this is messed up. I don't think it's gonna work." Like. You know, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that come from it, you know bringing um, someone back from the dead yeah
1: it goes it goes back to everything. I've seen
0: pet cemetery.
1: I know what happens, yeah, it's not good, and uh but they do end up um they get them, they go back to um star labs um and they they get to the superman ship, I mean, obviously, the way they got there, they pulled an alarm, that was like a viral like it, it, alien you know bacteria or something like that like that was leak. a
0: great scene because you also have flash trying to do a little bit of espionage trying oh. to sneak in to a government facility and he's just so terrible at he's it he's so like awkward. should i wear the hat yeah. shine out wear the hat and it's still a fun moment but then what they end up doing they pull the alarm which alerts everybody in star labs to get everyone out that there's a viral agent loose leave and i think it's really great that silas hears that alarm And thinks there's no way, like there's something wrong. Because that speaks to his character and how smart he is. Uh, And that he wants to still protect. The mother box is still there. He's still very much aware. Like he thinks someone's after the mother box. The mother box wasn't there though. They had it. Oh, he gets the mother box after Clark's revived. Correct. And he knows that Steppenwolf's going to take it. And that's when he sacrifices Mm -hmm. himself. Which is a huge moment, by the way. Which is
1: crazy. Uh, That's a whole crazy moment. But yeah, so they're going through the Kryptonian ship.
0: And they place Superman the amniotic fluid. Yeah,
1: the same that
0: um, Zod was put in. Yeah, to birth Darkseid. Uh,
1: well, not Dark Side. I'm sorry, um, Doomsday. Doomsday. My bad. But yeah, it was the same one Zod got put into, and the computer system is telling them,
0: This is a bad idea. Do
1: not use that mother box. <laughs> do not mix this technology. It is not good. Yeah, like, the you krypton- should not do that. The
0: Kryptonian technology is going, uh-uh. Don't do it. Bad idea. Real bad idea. And it's great because you see the whole team arguing amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. Like it's you. It's good to see that divide because they're like, guys, this thing is telling us not to do this. Yeah, and Bruce just do it. Yeah,
1: he's almost Emperor Palpatine. He is do
0: it. Do it. Do it. Order sixty six.
1: Um, but yeah, it it was just uh, was it was a neat moment, and then they were talking about how the Flash had to run, like Mm -hmm. as, as fast as he possibly can, and he's like to throw that kind of energy towards that. I, and to supercharge it cause the ship didn't have enough energy anymore right. to, to open the mother box up and activate it. Uh, he's like, I have to go like real fast. So he got a good running start, so to speak. And then, um,
0: yeah, I mean, he hits the mother box with the, the stack electricity charge that he
1: builds. Yeah. But you notice during that scene, he backed up time
0: a little bit.
1: Because the mother box hit the fluid first. and then That's other, a really good point. And then other things started happening. Because if you're not paying attention,
0: mm-hmm. you don't notice that.
1: Right. But the mother box went in, in too early before it was activated. And the flash backed up time um, in order to make it right to where it
0: would charge the box before it hit the before fluid. Before it hit the fluid. And which is a huge, huge moment because that is very important later on in the movie when well we'll get to that because it's one of the things that really upset me in the justice league version so mm-hmm. that's fine uh but they are successful yeah superman is reanimated and comes back to life which is really cool cuz as soon as the charge hits he just like explodes out of the roof yeah and everyone's like well that worked yeah and they go out to the memorial, and of course he's just hanging out, and, and we, stuff and we, happens, and we get a similar scene to the original Justice League, where Cyborg
1: kind of kicks in his defenses, and and causes a, a and a Aquaman's
0: Aquaman's adrenaline starts to go, yep. and they they realize that they're about to trigger a response in in Kal El,
1: mm-hmm. and and, it, and it's pretty insane again, like how powerful Superman is in comparison to these other heroes, to everyone else, um. If you want to talk about the OG, like you're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna get, you're gonna get the boot. I mean, he is, he's one powerful guy, um, and uh, it's it's crazy to think that in BVS Batman stood any chance at all. That's
0: well, because in BVS he was super reserved <laughs> and he had planning, and yeah, he had time. Batman had. time. He also had kryptonite.
1: Batman just had time. But Batman had, had time man. and his only
0: weakness. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. So you did get to see essentially almost the same scene, but there's one big difference. And it's when Superman sees Batman, he goes, I remember you, rightfully so, because he's like, you're kind of a dick. Yeah, Um, Which I was back up to that one, because I think this is a very important scene, or just character arc development for Batman in this movie as a whole. He's putting together this team to atone for trying to rip everyone apart dividing them earlier and he mentioned Batman Superman and it was
1: a quote earlier in the movie from Batman saying that I'm doing this before I owe this to him
0: yeah which is I mean it's good it's really good that they really go into that for a minute because otherwise Batman's just doing this cuz Lex Luthor talked to him kind of creepily at the end of Batman Superman this one he's much more motivated by feeling bad for his past actions which means Batman's human It's, it's good to see that yeah um, by the way, Batflick, yes. But then in this one, you get see Superman is triggered when he sees Batman. He's like, oh, I remember you, and that's not going well. Much more importantly, in this version of the film, Lois is already there at the memorial.
1: Yeah, she turned around to see the lightning explosion when he was reborn. So he, she was within, within 100 yards of it.
0: Which makes her earlier in the movie make even more sense that she goes to this Memorial daily. Yeah. And this is about the time where she stopped thinking of not going. Oh yeah. Cause
1: that was the time he was the last time, right? She even said that to the Mm cop.
0: She's like, yep. One last time. One last time. Cause she was ready to try and start moving on. And the last time she's there, he's back. And it's very good that she shows up. Cause he was about to crush Batman and everyone else. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. And then he just grabs her and boom flies off. They end up in Kansas uh, and you get the scene at that the we farm, essentially yeah. got in the first Justice League. Um, yep. Which is, I mean, still good. Still like it. He starts to remember stuff. She, Amy Adams is still standing there petting his abs, which I don't blame her. What they're, a they're, beefcake. They're nice abs. And I, even his back had abs. Like he turned around, looked at the farmhouse. I was like, how do you do back crunches, bro? Gosh, that Henry Cavill, he is a super beefcake. Still happy with it. I don't care how that makes me sound. We all thought it when we saw Thor, too. I don't care. Uh, but those scenes were still pretty much the same. And then Superman it gets those moments with Martha and Lois, and then he says, they brought me back for a reason. It's probably a good one. Let's go find out. Um, and then you jump from that to the rest of the team's getting ready in the Batcave Uh, And as they're leaving, well, they actually, they make their plan. This is the first time they come up with a plan. Yeah, they come up with a plan, and they
1: agree on the plan.
0: For the first time. Yeah. Uh, But this is after Silas had sacrificed himself to superheat the mother box. Correct. So his son could track the energy signature. Because he
1: knew that Seven Wolf would come for it once it was activated. And he was right. Yep. And so he superheated it with his... what, it's the laser, what, what, it's an a ion laser. laser. What was I, I? forget what he called it. Uh, but it was a laser, and uh, but he superheated it in order to give it a signature, a heat signature on any map on a planet, mm-hmm. and then you get the joke about you can track that with a
0: satellite. I have, no, I, no, no, no. Batman, we can Flash. track it with a satellite. Flash says, "You have a satellite." Bruce goes, "I have six. Yeah. Which I don't. I don't know what kind of money this this Bruce Wayne has, but he makes Elon look poor. I mean. I guess Wayne Enterprises probably has a satellite and he just has access. I would guess right. that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, still every day. Okay. I mean, or maybe it is just Batman satellites. It could <laughs> be. I do – well, let's just keep it going. So, Victor's dad sacrifices himself. So, we have one more DC hero who is an orphan. I mean, they're they're good for it. If like, if you want to be a superhero, you better beg for Marvel because if you're coming from DC, your parents are not happy. I mean,
1: parents didn't do that well in Marvel either.
0: <laughs> yeah, Tony, Tony stars Yeah, ask Bucky. How's Tony's parents? <laughs> or or Steve Rogers' parents? Also not there. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but he's old.
1: No, no, I think they died too. I think he was orphaned. Was he not?
0: All I remember is that Steve's hanging out with Buck, and that's when I, th- I meet him.
1: I think. I think. It- you know what? I don't I'll, look back at it, but I think in the MCU, I think he was orphaned, and Bucky was like, you don't have to do this alone. Like, I'm here. And talk, he's like, you want to talk a, about Peter's parents? I mean, we can keep going. I mean, <laughs> We're already on a roll. We're already on a roll. Um, Pretty sure Natasha's parents aren't doing too do well. She didn't know them. <laughs> she didn't even know her dad's name until uh,
0: Red Skull told her. Yeah, and then Banner doesn't have a great relationship with his dad. I would guess not. That's right. Wow yeah wow let's move back yeah it's not good it's not good if you want to be a superhero in comic books you better not i mean thor had parents yeah but his dad just like floated away what the heck yeah anyway at his his own will yeah um (laughs) he went to get a pack of smokes (laughs) uh man wow so anyway so victor's dad dies and now he's an orphan he's just like bruce Star-Lord, mom died of cancer. <laughs> anyway, Dad, dad's an a-hole.
1: Dad's an a-hole that also dies. Anyway, okay, sorry. Whom he kills. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. But, you Oof. know,
0: things happen. Oh, well, I mean, how do you think Gamora feels about her parents? Mm. Ugh. Doesn't know him. Probably died. Probably died when she was looking at a dagger. There you go. Anyway. This is, this is going so well this for This is going so poorly. It's hard being a parent, especially if your kid grows up to be a superhero. <laughs> Yikes. You you better hope for mediocrity at best.
1: (laughs) Oh, jeez. Okay, so uh, but we're moving through um, uh, part five here. Man, it's so hard to stop thinking about dead parents in Marvel (laughs) Universe. Oh, gosh.
0: Um, I know. Just keep it going. So that's <laughs> so hard right now. Um, so Cyborg's parents are now completely past, but yeah. they have a way to track the mother box so they can locate Steppenwolf. Yep. And that is what they end up doing when they're back in the bat cave.
1: Yeah. And then you see Cyborg put together the, I mean, that's technically not the bat wing, but it's a similar thing. It's a Justice League yeah, jet. It's, it's the transport carrier.
0: Yeah. Which I have a question about that. Doesn't he crash that thing, and then they fly away in it in the end of the movie? You know, I only watched it one time because it was a four-hour
1: movie, so I didn't catch that. You haven't um, watched
0: it multiple times? No. I did. Oh, well, good for you. There were questions. I, I I had a free Saturday. It was just me and Kent. <sighs> I turned I, it back on. I was busy. So anyway, um, they, they jump on the transport, which Bruce could not get to fly, but Cyborg walks by it and goes, oh, you want to fly, and then gets it to fly, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, they come up with a plan of attack. Um, which is the first time they'll agree on something, which is great. Shows the team coming together, especially for such a big hurdle. And as they're about to fly off to go take on Steppenwolf, Bruce tells Alfred, when he comes, let him know, right? Assuming that Superman's going to show up. And Alfred asks Bruce, how do you know Superman's coming? And he just says, faith, Alfred, I have faith, which is good to see. You can see Bruce kind of lightening up, and he's getting this team together. He has hope, uh, and, and he certainly hopes that Superman will come back. Which then we move on to them going, "That's we're like almost in part six now." Yeah, uh, something darker, uh, and when that kicks off, it's almost essentially the same kind of build up as the Justice League version except for, thank God, and I mean this with such a huge part of my heart, there's no red sky. Yeah, it's still dark. It is just nighttime. As soon as the dome falls, it's just nighttime. There's no red sky everywhere. There's no, barely any sky beam, really. There's some until they take out the dome, which when Batman takes out the dome, he completely crashes that the transport carrier. The thing that just got started flying. It flies, he gets through the dome, sustains massive damage, and it flies into a building and explodes. And that's when he drives out of the building with the Batmobile. That carrier's down, it's out, in flames, gone. I'm going to rewatch it. And then when they leave, they'll get on it and just fly off again. I'm like, wait,
1: I, I feel like something else is missing there. Is there another? Like...
0: Is there another shield helicarrier that has had one in storage at the end of Age of Ultron? Like, what's going on here? Mm.
1: Yeah, I'll rewatch that. I didn't catch that. Please do. Now Can that you're saying that, though, I'm just like, because that really bothered they, me. Did they crash it? And then he went out. I was I like the
0: Flash put back together real quick? I mean, he's quick. I mean, I know he went back in time, which we're about to get to. But did he go that far back in time? It was like, hey, don't don't wreck this. We're gonna need a way to leave. Yeah, and they did explain. They did a good job of what happens when unity, like when the unity is formed. Which thank God, because it was not great the first go around. It's much better. This yeah, time. I mean,
1: you got to see, you. Well, first you got to see the like explanation of what happens when the unity forms, and then you get to see unity form while they were fighting Steppenwolf, trying to get um, Cyborg to it, mm-hmm. um, in order to stop it from happening, uh, and. Similar to earlier, like, they were like, I can't get in alone. I'm going to need a jolt of energy. And Flash was like, I can get that for you. And so you see Flash, like, circling the, well, I guess the battlefield, really. Just circling the whole thing. Just trying to build up speed. Waiting for the correct moment. But Cyborg can't get to the mother boxes um, because Steppenwolf is just...
0: Steppenwolf is actually really holding his own
1: now. Like, he is. He's going all out. And it's against... I mean the four of them that are in there. At we're the time. talking Wonder so, Woman,
0: Aquaman, Cyborg, and um, there's oh a fourth, Batman.
1: Batman showed up. Batman, yeah, he but, but Batman's really outside the whole time. You really do a whole lot with Batman them, so that's is
0: ruthlessly shooting down Parademons so like they it's had, his so job. They had, so
1: they had three, three heroes, like ruthlessly just trying to get Cyborg to it. So Aquaman and Wonder Woman were really just trying to distract Steppenwolf away from him, which didn't wasn't effective. No, it was not. And then. Um, well, I don't know. Do you want to say it? Do you want to talk about it? Do you want me to talk about it?
0: Are we going to talk about when the Mother boxes form?
1: Sure. We can start there. you to
0: talk to him, or are we going to talk about when Superman returns? Either
1: one. Which one are you want to go with first?
0: Well, I want to go with when Superman returns. Okay. You, want, you it, want
1: to go how he just made Seven
0: Wolf look like a just a... Well, before we even get to that, can we talk about how he shows up to a ship, and he hears... The oh, first yes. The first time I watched... So, in the middle of this battle we get a cutaway to Superman who goes back to the Kryptonian ship to try and figure out what's going on, what his place being back in the world is. And you hear jor his father, who's voiced by Russell Crowe. And you hear another voice, which the first time I watched this movie, by the time I re- was this deep in the movie, we were going on four hours. I was pretty drunk. Uh, so I thought the second voice was Batman for some reason. And I have no idea why I thought that. But when I rewatch, I go, oh, that's Kevin Costner. That's Paw Kent. Mm -hmm. So you have his two competing dad's ideologies from Man of Steel harmonizing this go around. When Superman's back, it's like, you know, you will show them their great potential. You are meant for a great many things. Like, they're really syncing up on this part. And Superman realizes, you know, I've got to go do something. But before I do that, I got to get dressed. (laughs) Which, that's really kind of lowballing this great, right. great moment uh, from his two dads, which, Star-Lord. But anyway, um, <laughs> my two dads. But
1: it was great, though. Like, I mean, it was really great. I mean, um, that scene, and then, obviously, when he shows up in his black outfit. I mean, yeah. the black really did it.
0: Like The black did do it. When I was watching the initial trailers for this, and you see Superman in the black costume for the first time, I'm like, man, that's such a reach for that classic comic book look from 1992 with incredible Dan Jurgen's art. Uh, and then you see it on screen in this film and you're like, no, that's cool. And then he flies into space and soaks up all that sunlight. It's like, Oh, he's getting power. And black absorbs sunlight. Much better, much better than blue and red, um, which he was very bright in the justice league version. I, I like this, this version much better. Yeah. Um, Not to say I don't want to see him happy and hopeful, but this just made more sense to me. But when he
1: showed up against Steppenwolf, oh, man, poor Steppenwolf.
0: Not impressed.
1: Yeah. He was like, who's this clown? Oh,
0: he's not going to touch me. Yeah, actually, he can touch me. I don't care. He, like, hits him with the axe (laughs) because Steppenwolf was about to deliver the killing blow to Cyborg Mm -hmm. to separate him away from the mother box. And Superman just flies down and stands in the way. And catches the axe, which has so far been absolutely destroying stuff. He doesn't even play a hand up. He just catches it in his chest and looks at it, then looks up at Steppenwolf and goes, mm, not impressed. And then uses his cold breath of all things. To freeze the axe. freeze the axe, then hit it, break it, and just start wiping the floor with Steppenwolf. And I like this much better because he doesn't say anything corny like, this guy giving you problems like he did in Justice League. He just starts, he opens the can of whoop-ass on him. Yeah. And doesn't stop. Like, you see multiple blows. And whenever Steppenwolf looks like he's going to try and get up, like Superman just smacks him again.
1: Yeah, it's pretty insane. Like, he just really goes crazy on it. Like, he, there was no, there was no mercy there. Like, nope. he starts he gets his his eyes out, takes off one of his, like, horns, I guess you could say. I mean, the side of his head is just gone.
0: Yeah, he um, really unleashes on him. And it's weird because even in that scene, like he's like he's doing work on Steppenwolf, who's given the league all these problems so far, just trounces a whole island of Amazonians and Atl- Atlanteans, and Superman just looks like he's just kind of going to work, but not really struggling. No, I mean even when Steppenwolf's trying to hit him, he just like, oh, you're
1: gonna swing at me? I'm gonna just go ahead and quick, quick dodge. And I'm just going to watch your hand fly by, and I'm going to hit you again. You stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good luck. Um, I'm mean, here to hurt you.
1: Meanwhile, while this is all happening, we see um,
0: Barry get hit on the outside. Yeah, by Barry, a blast. Barry's running and catches a blast from a Parademon. Yeah. Um Which is cool because you do get to see Barry heal.
1: Yeah, I thought that was crazy. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I knew that
0: existed for him, but I just didn't know in
1: the cinematic universe that it was possible
0: yeah which i thought was really cool i also think it's really cool um that he sits there he's like sorry just just got the wind knocked out of me mm-hmm. and you're like that ain't wind buddy that's blood yeah that's that's, that, that's a piece of your side just gone but then in that moment you also get to see batman just i guess pair demons were people but they're not now no and he's just <laughs> treated like they're nothing i mean it's it's a bad day to be a parademon if you ask me
1: yeah um but yeah uh, and then you see like like you said barry healed and then he started running again because he had to get to cyborg
0: he did and he knew that he was already too late
1: yeah and during that during this time you see unity formed because cyborg couldn't get into it mm-hmm. and you get to see the destruction of her like you get to see everything like You get to see Cyborg destroyed, you get to see
0: Superman destroyed, like you get to see everything. Superman's not just destroyed, he is disintegrated. Yeah. Which only proves to show you just how powerful the unities are. Yep. Which makes sense when you look back at and you're like, well, of course they're that powerful because the mother boxes can change life. Yep. Which makes perfect sense. Like I was totally on board with this idea. So when Barry runs and says faster than I've ever Faster than light.
1: There. Yeah, I, I got to go now. I got to have to run faster than I have ever ran. So I, th-
0: I thought it was weird that the ground was kind of reappearing under his feet as he I, ran. I
1: think I like that because I'm like he is literally reforging it, and he's running faster than it can recreate itself oh, around him, okay. which was kind of cool to me just to think about like how he's recreating the timeline, and but he has to run through it before it recreates it.
0: I did the one thing I really wanted to know in that scene really cool scene uh it's much better because flash is now changing time instead of just moving a family of four in their car uh that which he did in the original no we didn't
1: we didn't miss that family I did not miss that family I did at not all. miss that
0: family at all completely unnecessary uh, much cooler to not have them and just watch this all carry out uh by the way, much better to see a boom tomb open and look at dark side Desad and granny goodness mm-hmm. just on apocalypse just watching no one's making a move to come through the tube there's like Let's see what Steppenwolf does. I thought that was cool. I thought it was very true to Darkseid's character. Traditionally in the comic books, he just finds himself so above violence, but he's not afraid to do it. He's just like that's not that's not my speed, bro. Yeah. Uh, but watching Barry go through time and reset it was super awesome. I just don't understand that Ezra Miller has ever seen a sprinter run. Just the way he moves and the way, like, I'm like, wait a minute. I have never seen Hussein Bolt run like this. Like, that's just not, what is going on here? And somebody will probably make the argument, well, it has to be exaggerated because it's a movie and blah, blah. Yeah, okay, I get that. <laughs> but why is he running like he's trying to swim on the ground? I don't understand it. Uh, but aside from that's like only a small gripe of mine. So we'll just move it on because he's doing something really cool in this scene.
1: Yeah. And you see him reset time, back it up a little bit just basically just right before unity is formed and he pushes cyborg into it and gives him the jolting charge. Yeah. He hits him with the jolty needs to get into unity. And then even before we get there, um, if we back up um, to the previous part, you get to hear them tell cyborg, like it's going to show you your worst fear to try to get you just like get you to give up on what you want to do mm-hmm. and it, it did it almost does yeah and it, it did, almost works it did for him um they put him in like almost a almost a dream sequence basically where it's it's him
0: again it's human victor like back in high school with his parents with parents so you get to see a personification of each mother box yep and how they show themselves is as what he wants probably more than anything yeah his
1: regular life back. And both with, of his parents. With a
0: better dad. Yeah. With a dad that's there, yep. not absent.
1: And uh yeah, but he fights through it. He realizes that this is what's happening because he is well, the most intelligent life form on the planet at this point. Yeah, now. Um so he realizes maybe only second happening.
0: to Martian Man I guess, maybe.
1: Maybe. I think that's more wisdom than just straight intelligence, um, because he can tap into anything. Yeah. Um but uh, you get to see him fight through it and then separate the mother boxes, which and you get that kind of cool scene like you get
0: to see them as almost like old glow eye witches. What they look like is just more hyped up versions of Disad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's spot on. that's excellent character design because I mean, when you see the mother boxes first, the people who worship them as gods because they're so advanced look like that then what else would these things look like than something of a personification of that again? Which I think makes perfect sense. But I do like how when Victor snaps out of it and starts to kind of pull the unity apart, he still realizes he needs Superman.
1: Oh, yeah, he needs help. Yeah, he calls out for Superman. He's like, Superman, I need you now.
0: Uh, I also like how Superman wasn't like, oh, I kind of like living. Like for, in the Justice League, there's that moment where he's like, I, I guess I'm ready to die again. There's no that. He's just like, here I am. What do we like? Let's do this, which is really good. I was happy to see that too.
1: Yep. But they, uh, yeah, they get it apart, and well, and this is—I don't. I guess we skipped Steppenwolf's demise. Nope, not Wait, yet. Was it after the Unity after, was
0: taken apart? It's after the Unity's taken apart because was Aquaman the, and Wonder Woman holding them still? I guess this is happening fast enough. Yeah. That, and then they do start fighting him again. But once the Unity is split apart, the Unity's. The mother boxes are destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's when the mother boxes are destroyed that Steppenwolf just doesn't even really pay attention to the heroes anymore. Now he's looking at dark side because he's failed again. Yep. And yeah. then when he wants to leave or whatever he's doing. Yeah. I don't even know what he was doing. Superman starts beating the crap out again. again. And then once they do that, you know, he tries to take a swing and Superman hits him. He flies across screen Aquaman gets a hit in, and then Wonder Woman, makes, one, of, one that, of my favorite make, scenes.
1: Makes that rated R, like, earns just so good. Earns, earns the R rating. It, yeah, just earned it uh, right not, through the portal.
0: It's not just parademons being just ruthlessly torn apart with fake blood. It's here comes Steppenwolf flying through the air towards the portal, and Wonder Woman decides this would be a good time to behead him. Yep. And um. she does so. Very well, so the first thing that goes through, uh, the boom tube is his head, which rolls under the crushing boot of Darkseid, who smashes Steppenwolf's head beneath his heel as the rest of his corpse hits the ground and rolls in front of him. And Darkseid is still, he's a patient god, maybe not as much, obviously changed from the first time he tried to invade Earth. Uh, that he's just watching. He's, I guess
1: I guess for me, though, like, the first time he invaded Earth, didn't he know the anti-life, equ- like, equation was there? That like, f- Did he not
0: know? That, for me, was a problem. That and was then, one of my qualms in the movie.
1: Yeah, and then, like, why Why wouldn't he know it was on Earth still? Like, because Steppenwolf was like, oh, here's news for you. Yeah. Like, it's here. Like, Darkseid like, wasn't
0: the first one who found it.
1: Yeah, and, like, he wouldn't remember, hey, this is the only thing I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's
0: forget and where you, I put it. <laughs> you mean the planet where they shoved an axe through my chest? Yeah. Uh, Also, I forgot why I was there.
1: Yeah, I had the mother boxes the first time.
0: Oh, yeah, they're all not, they're not, oh, they're gone? Oh, no, they're still there. We'll just wait 5,000 years to. Forgot, I forgot I left them there. Because, well, they're like, well, Earth has no protectors now. Well, they kind of haven't for a long time. Yeah, thousands. (laughs) And and we forgot where the mother boxes were until they reactivated when Superman yelled uh, as he died. Conveniently misplaced. (laughs) anyway um that that was that's i mean that's just an overall issue i had but whatever
1: uh and then we get to the closing um scenes for the epilogue
0: (laughs) so yeah the day is saved right all the heroes are all united it feels good everybody's happy you get that one shot with all of them standing next to each other which was good but you also get to say telling dark side Mm. anti-life is on earth yeah and dark dark side essentially just goes yeah, we're going back. Yeah, load up the ships. Yeah. We'll use the old ways. And They're like, uh, "What did, for whatever, I guess the mother boxes were responsible for opening the boom tubes. Which yeah. is true to form from the comics as well. So <laughs> the mother boxes are destroyed. <laughs> Decide says we can't get back to Earth that way. And Darkseid goes, nothing will stop us from anti-life. We still have the old ways ready the armada or ships. Armada, I think yeah. you said, yeah. So they're going to come back. Uh, which is great because I still love me some Dark Side War. Yeah. I, I love it.
1: Uh, but yeah, we get to, um, uh, Silas is the one narrating this this part of the of the movie at this point. Like, he's narrating the what's happening the epilogue. It starts in the epilogue. And you've got um, Victor goes back to the apartment with his amazing abilities. He puts back he the... He reassembles the voice recorder. Yeah, which plays back his father's message to him from a dad's point of view and basically... Confirms everything his mother told him earlier in the movie, how proud his, his father was for him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now Victor's ready to hear it. Right. Um, so that was good. And then you, we get to see Martian Manhunter reveal himself to Bruce Wayne. Uh,
0: That's, well, after, that's, uh, that's, after, that's after the dream. That's yeah. like the very last thing in this movie. After the... Mm, yeah, Martian Manhunter's flying away in credits roll.
1: Yep. Okay that's fine. I mean, you've probably watched it. Yes. Yeah. After I have at this point. So, um, okay. So, um, uh, you can see Bruce Wayne walking back into, I, what do I assume was Bruce Manor or what Wayne Manor?
0: And he, they're yeah. setting up the hall for the justice league with a table in the middle and all that stuff. They're repurposing Wayne Manor that you haven't seen since Batman vs Superman. Right. Yeah.
1: So you're doing that. And uh, then and
0: Diana does say Bruce says, room for a table was six and diana says and even more hinting that the justice league will grow right and
1: uh yeah and then you get to see um bruce and clark back on his his back on the farm where he buys the farm back bruce bought (laughs) yeah he says
0: thank you you for getting the farm back how'd you do this and Mm -hmm. bruce says well i bought the bank yeah (laughs) pretty crazy wow okay cool thanks (laughs) And then uh Uh,
1: and you get to see a few Easter eggs there. You do. Um, because he says, Oh yeah, congratulations, by the way, as and that's right after you see Lois um carrying a baby um bassinet into the into the house. Um Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: Which um
1: Is it Bruce Kent?
0: (laughs) It'd be great if they named it Bruce. But that's kind of like uh the end of Kingdom Come. The Mark Wade comic with incredible art by Alex Ross in 96.
1: I'd love to see Bruce Kent come up and be the next Batman.
0: I would. Oh, stop it. Mm.
1: Stop it. Anywho, um, we'll we'll see what happens. And if they ever get to explore that storyline that um, has been put in forward, like, I mean, it's really been accelerated at this point, but I don't know. Right now, they're not signed for it, so... No. Um, but yeah. also,
0: you get to see Aquaman. Yeah, you get to Kinda see Aquaman. make his piece with the Atlanteans. And, <laughs> yeah. I gotta oh, yeah, go see
1: my dad. Take this back, and we're gonna see my dad.
0: Yeah, he gives the Trident back, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah. Because technically, he didn't have it yet, right?
0: Right. And then, you know that he's going to go see his dad, who's played by... Boba? I don't know him. Yeah, you do. No, no I don't know him. Okay, you don't know him. Whatever. Fine, we're moving on. It's... It's Boba, guys. It's, it's Boba the that Anyway, uh, so you get to see wrap-up from Aquaman there. Then you also get to see Barry's story wrapped up a little bit. Uh, he goes and reveals to his dad that he has just gotten a job at the Central City Police Department. Yeah, CSI. It's very very low-level stuff, but he's got his foot in the door, and it makes his dad very proud. Very, very proud. Um. Which, real quick, there was news this week. I think yesterday it dropped that Billy Crodrup, who played Henry Allen, uh, has been recast for the Flash movie, and it will be none other than my favorite office space goer, Ron Livingston. That'll be fun. I can't wait. That'll be good. I I can't wait. Wait, wait, wait. No, that's Friday Night Lights. Is that the same guy? mm, I'm... I don't know, but Ron Livingston uh, will be Barry's dad in the Flash movie. Just a little bit of follow-up news this week. Yeah, and and then we get the dream sequence. And then the dream sequence, yeah. Because we... Diana's back doing something. She sends the arrow back to the mascara or something. Right. Uh, So we get a wrap-up on each member of the Justice League. Batman's safe for last because he doesn't have a happy wrap-up. He has nightmares, which... Why don't you go ahead and talk about the nightmares because... I watched it a few times. This was the only scene in the movie that I felt knowing how final this should be. I felt like this whole scene's out of place, but wow. wait a minute, you also get to see before you even get to the dream you get to see Deathstroke meets Lex,
1: yeah, Lex yeah, Lex and deathstroke meet you on know, his his ship um. That was cool to see. Uh, I want to see more. I mean, I'd love to see Deathstroke um, come into play. Uh, He's a he's a great character in the DC universe, and he's a great nemesis to Batman. And now Bruce Wayne, because uh, uh, Luthor told him uh, that Batman is Bruce Wayne, which gave him uh, kind of like a a stake in the game. Now, so he's like, "Yeah, I'm game now. Whatever you need me to do, I'll I'll help you out because you give me that information," Uh, which was cool to see. And then you did. To the dream sequence, boy, so much to unpack here. That sequence um, showed you Darkseid's ships on Earth. Um, It was like a continuation of the um, Batman nightmare from BVS. And, man, there's just so much to unpack there because you see Batman, Mira, Deathstroke, seemingly working with Batman at this point, Uh, Cyborg, Flash, and then you get to see Jared Leto's Joker again. And you get to learn so much about stuff and how, Oh, if we're too, if we're out in the open for too long, he'll find us. And you don't really know who he is. He could be dark side. Um, later in the scene, you do see that it's, it's Superman. Um, but you see Mira has a trident, um, and she's angry about stuff because Aquaman has been killed. Uh, Diana has been killed. Uh, it's been obviously a hard road for our heroes. Um, but yeah, it's just so much to unpack because you've got the Joker who is talking about a truce with Batman because he knows that there's alternative uh, realities that can be worked on and saved if Batman works with him. And he mentions it multiple times, like, you need me to fix this. And he talks about poor, poor Lois. Uh, and as we know from BVS's uh, credit scene with uh, armored flash coming back through the time, telling Bruce Lois is the key. Uh, you see that come to come to life when the Joker is saying, "Poor, poor Lois," and it it it's just so much to unpack because you want to see more. Uh, and like Brandon said, um, the the movie felt like it was good and concluded, and then you got that scene and you're like. Why did they give us this? Especially knowing that they're not signed on for more movies. I think that's the really frustrating part because you want to see, like, give me that nightmare sequence. Give me the future state of the DC um, EU. And then you can work on what happens with the Joker and go back to multiple different realities. Uh, and the Joker eggs them on multiple times saying, you too bad you didn't have the cojones to die yourself, otherwise this would all be different already. And like, how many realities have you created because you didn't die? And he, he's talking about a truce, but he's egging Batman on so much. Like, why did you send a boy wonder to do a man's job? Like, I, oh my gosh! Like just egging
0: him on. Yeah, and you even get he coaxes Batman to uh, earn that R rating with the f bomb, mm-hmm. yeah. which is great. Not only do you see Batman walking around with firearms. I mean, he's very very comfortably carrying an assault rifle. Yeah. Uh, but he also uh, says, "Make no mistake, I will f-
1: language to mouth.
0: Kill you." And I like I was kind of blown away, but in the moment, it feels right. Yeah. But like I said, like
1: in the in the final motion of the film, like why would you give us this sequence? knowing that we're not signed on to do anything else. I know. Like it just sucks because you, there's so much to unpack in that scene and so much like, Oh, Arthur obviously got killed with mm-hmm. his own trident, which is Diana what has it. Yeah. Diana was killed. Um, you got cyborg, you got flash armored up. You've got, um, deathstroke on their side at this point. Like, yeah, they're, the, all, they're all fighting the same person. This now this
0: particular scene shows you that whatever future this is, it's dark enough that the, There is a greater threat. Yeah. And it's Superman. It's Superman. And it's
1: just so crazy. Because the Joker knows it's Lois also. Yes. I I mean, at this point, they all know it's Lois. Yeah. Everyone knows. And you see Darkseid put his hand on Batman's shoulder in the one part of the scene while uh, while Superman's holding. Was it at the end or was it earlier in the movie? You see
0: Batman. You see Superman holding a corpse. Superman's holding Lois's body.
1: Is, is it Lois's body though? It's assumed to it's be got be right? Body,
0: it's got to be. And then you do see Darkseid's hand on his on shoulder. His shoulder.
1: Yeah. So you're like, and dark, and during the scene, like I just said, like there's dark side ships all over this, all over, all the, over this planet. So, so it's just kind of a lot to unpack, and that's the Joker I wanted for Jared Leto.
0: His laugh is unique. Yeah, it's different, and he doesn't have these weird tattoos all over but the brand is still there. Yeah. J brand, which let me ask you a question real quick. I love the, uh, the badges of the police that officers. He's collected. Yeah. I like <laughs> Which that. is so dark. I like that. Time. He's still somehow kind of maybe in a straitjacket, Maybe. Yeah. But it also could have been like a surgeon's gown. Like in either one makes sense. It's almost like a synthesis of the two. It's uh, just so crazy how he knows about all the realities also.
1: Like he knows, yeah. That that could be a small other
0: timelines, and that that could be a small nod to the fact that Joker is so insane in the comic books that it's theorized that his superpower is hyper sanity, hmm. that he can see all this different stuff, and it drives him mad. Uh, that was a Grant Morrison kind of idea. The guy comes up with great stuff, uh, but anyway, in this particular scene where this Joker is talking to Batman. Do you think this Joker is Jason Todd? Mm, It could be. I've seen this theory, and I kind of liked it initially because that J is still on his cheek. And that J shows up in Batman Arkham Knight. Hmm. Yeah, it could be. But I also prefer it to be just normal Joker. Uh, I I would prefer the Boy Wonder to have died at his hands. And I, because that makes the, um, Batman's words of, I promised Harley as she died in my arms <laughs> Yeah, and that affects Joker. Which is also,
1: yeah, he even, and he stopped too. He's like, you almost got me. Yeah. You
0: almost got me. Which is, I really like that one. I, like that was a good exchange between those two. And I was like, this is the Batman movie I wanted. That's, that's what I wanted out of Joker in
1: a Batman movie. Absolutely.
0: I'm like, Ooh, you almost got me. But he's still, I mean, he's very antagonistic, and the back and forth there. My only problem with that specific scene is while they're wasting time and talking, because they're supposed to be running and hiding from Superman as they move, everyone's just, kind I guess, standing in the background, like, smoking a cigarette, or yeah, just waiting. they all came out of their hiding spots just to stand there and watch
1: this exchange. And then Superman showed up.
0: <laughs> of course. I'm like, way to go.
1: I'm just curious, like, in that moment, and I know we will never get this answer, but how many times has the Flash ran back? At that
0: point already. I think we might get that answer. I think that answer might be Flashpoint or the next Flash movie. Could be. Because you allow Barry Allen to enter the Speed Force and change time. And then if he figures out he can do it once, how long before he realizes he can just go back in time and save his mom? Right? Because that's still very much at play at the end of this movie. It's yeah. a huge setup for a Flashpoint film. And it feels with all the casting news and stuff that we've gotten for the Flash movie... That's, that's where this just naturally goes. Yeah. But then Lois being the key to that doesn't really help. I don't know. I don't know how that would play in. Um, But then of course, at the end of that, that dream sequence, which you talked about in depth, it's cool to see Martian Manhunter show back up and just talk to Bruce. And Bruce is like, great, we could use the help. Because yeah. at this point, nothing surprises him. Yeah, he wasn't even remotely. Yeah, ready. he was just like, yeah, okay. I'm well, not even going to put shoes on for this. Cool, you're, um, another, you're another alien, but you want to help me, which is good. We could use the help. Okay. And he's just ready to roll with it, which I'm okay with. But I felt. I would have loved to see a lantern at the end of the movie, too. But I would have, too. Yeah. If at least for nothing else, as it zooms out, maybe zoom out further, show Earth from a faraway space view and then see a green light kind of glow over it as the credits start to roll, that would have been perfect because now, you know, like, oh, the Green Lanterns are coming back. Right. Which I was wondering in that initial battle scene when the Green Lantern dies, if the ring was going to hit someone there. I thought that would have been really cool. But, of course, it doesn't flies out. Yeah, Darkseid almost gets it. Yeah, That that would have been bad. That would have been real bad because Darkseid's will is indomitable
1: but he got um he got hit by an arrow, right? Somebody shot him with an arrow to stop him. I
0: think that's what happened. Yeah, he got hit with an arrow that I think was shot by It might have been Artemis. That would actually make sense that that was Artemis' arrow. It could have been Artemis, it could have been um it was an Amazonian is who hit him with it. And then the old gods between Ares, which by the way, it was cool to see Ares looking to cool. Ares, yeah. He looks much better than the Nigel Thornberry yeah, I know we, that I know we it, got I from Wonder Woman.
1: It, yeah, it was in his likeness, not, not right, him. Right, it yeah. obviously wasn't him. Um, but we did. I, I did enjoy seeing the gods work together to fight off. It was cool um, to see else. Zeus.
0: Yeah. I actually, when I was looking at Zeus for a hot second, I thought it was Carl Urban. You can't go wrong with him. No, you can't. He's in every other, you know, pop culture franchise anyway. You might as well put him in there. You know what? Hang on a second. Uh, What (laughs) I'm gonna see if it's him? No, who is Zeus in the Snyder Cut? I mean, he was
1: he's in the MCU for um, Thor Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. He was a Scourge, right? Yes. Uh, And then uh, yeah, obviously he's Billy, Billy
0: and um, Billy Butcher, Billy Butcher and the boys. boys. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean he's in he's around.
0: Well, he's also in Lord of the Rings, right? He's in Lord of the Rings. He's also the Doctor um, from Star Trek.
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah,
0: Damn it, Jim. Uh, he does that line very well. He's also in... Uh, he's the bad guy in Chronicles of Riddick.
1: Was he really? I, yes, mm-hmm. he is.
0: Huh. He's also Judge Dredd in the film Dread. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Which yeah. is great. Yeah, I mean, he's just uh, all around in everything.
1: Hasn't dabbled in Star Wars yet. I'll have to figure that out.
0: Uh, That could be... Throw a Stormtrooper helmet on. him. He's fine. <laughs> He's probably in there somewhere. That's Daniel Craig did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Put me in, guys. But I want to do this. Just I got time. Um, is this the soundstage? Let's go. Um, but yeah, I thought that the whole wrap of that movie, uh, you get a little more to chew on than I think is necessary with that nightmare sequence, although it ties together the Batman versus Superman flash scene, which I think is important.
1: Yeah, I think he was just trying to build his own universe again, but it just sucks because... Just none of the movies are signed on, so we're not going to get that storyline. He was
0: in. He was in a uh, Zach Snyder was in an interview earlier this week, and they go, "So are we going to get more?" And he was like, "I'm actually not that excited to do another superhero film right now. Like, he this has kind of taken it all out of him. Uh, which, by the way, he does have uh, a new Dawn of the Dead movie. I think this one's War of the Dead uh, coming out on Netflix in June. Should be good." I, I I love Dawn of the Dead. I thought that was great. So this will be really good. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was kind of a weird scene to end with. And then Martian Manhunter showing up just to tell Bruce, hey man, I'm around. You'll see me again. Is almost completely unnecessary. Because he's there for one other scene. But this whole thing's going on. You're like, Darkseid can't come to Earth. He has to be bowed. But he's like literally boom-tubed in. And you're just like, what? What are you doing? Flying around. Creeping around, figuring out where Bruce lives. What are you doing? Talking to Lois
1: again. You know,
0: just hanging out. I'm like, and don't sit there and be like, I know that Superman was enough for this. Like, no, bro, no, that's the cheap way out. You get over there and you start landing some punches. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, it would have been cool to see him in action.
1: But other than that, I mean, like I said, overall the movie gets like a nine out of ten for me. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say nine out of ten. Um. Don't, don't... The weakest parts were the first two parts, I felt like, and then they started rolling. Uh, Part four really bumped it for me. Yeah, it does. And then everything else started just flowing, and it was good. Um, I enjoyed the movie overall. Um,
0: Let me ask you a question. Got
1: some qualms, but, I mean, shoot, in a four-hour-long movie, you're going to find something.
0: It doesn't feel like four hours. No, it really doesn't. Except for when there's a lot of singing in the beginning two parts for reasons. Yeah. Um, that was just kind of weird, but you're right. Once the gains momentum, it really picks up. But I want to know, is this movie as good as you think it is now? If you had never seen that first version, if you had never seen Joss Whedon's justice league, and this is just what you got.
1: If I had never seen that dumpster fire of a movie,
0: you mean Batman or Superman? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, this movie probably would have been a 10 out of 10 for me because I wouldn't the scenes that were like they were good but they weren't like anything too crazy were the ones that I'm like this is I've shot I've seen this, for, this before. Is, yeah, this is
0: shot for shot I'm kind of bored right now. The color palette's different but the rest is the same. Right. Um
1: and but like some of the like Martian manager showing up huge for me. That was an awesome blip and I I honestly only needed the first time he showed up. I didn't need the credit scene where like the right before credits, he showed up for Bruce Wayne. Like you said, like, he's like, there's no reason for him to say that. Like agreed. We already know he's in the universe. That's what we cared about. We didn't need to know that he talked to Bruce Wayne. So, um, but that was really awesome. Uh, but seeing like the Flash's powers and seeing cyborgs powers and then really explore that, uh, was just awesome. And I, I think just knowing that we didn't get it in the first movie, it was just now just more disappointing. And yeah, so for me it was, I probably would have given it a ten out of ten. Outside of like, like I said, I still would have noticed Steppenwolf's repetitive scenes. I, that would have still like annoyed me. And then that's still that singing part in the. I'm just like, what the hell was going on right now? Um,
0: yeah, that was weird. I wish.
1: I mean, if they just put subtitles up, just tell me what they're saying. If you're gonna make me watch this, yeah, like, make the,
0: make the song matter.
1: Yeah, um, which I did look it up by the way, uh, and I found out that this is their like goodbye song for a um, man that they love or something like that.
0: Well, that's cool, but... But we have share, no idea. Share that with the person who's not inclined to go Google it. Exactly.
1: Tell me in the moment, please. Anyway, uh, but honestly, it, yeah, I probably got a 10 out of 10 if I wasn't bored during some of the times because I would seen the scenes before. Uh, and you?
0: Uh, for me, it would be probably... I think it was better because I knew what I could compare it to. Mm. Like, I was really hyped for it in the moment, especially in the scenes where I get to see Flash enter the Speed Force, where I get to see the Martian Manhunter for the first time, when I get to see Darkseid at all. Awesome, yeah. Which is huge. I still don't understand why that massive holes in his chest. Uh, that's there from the first time you see him, not just after he takes an axe to the... To Pretty the much shoulder, to the right clavicle. Um, like I was, like I wanted to know more, but I also was just, just so happy to see them in live action. Uh, it was great to see Steppenwolf, who's dressed like the destroyer armor from Thor. Uh, he looked much better than the Ivan ooze tired looking older guy that we got in I still the like first Ivan version. Ooze. That's whatever. I don't. I think that was dumb. I like Ivanhoe's the character from my Morphin Power Rangers. I'll go with that, but not that version of Steppenwolf. Um, it was just it was good to see all this stuff that I had heard and have heard for years was promised, and then to see all of these characters get like fully realized and have clearer arcs and motivation and everything that you just didn't get the first go around. Um, so I think that's what made it much more spectacular for me was to see everything that I wish the first movie had apparently had happened. And I think that make made it that much better for me. So I think the movie is better because I saw that dumpster fire first, but I still would have ranked it pretty high. I mean like real, almost as high. I'm just trying to, if th- it was the first time I saw it, it actually almost fixes Batman versus Superman for me.
1: Right. Because it makes it builds on the story so much better. Um, and I try not to do this a whole lot, but like just comparing it to Avengers, which it's tough to do. But at the same time, and thinking about because Avengers came out so long ago now, twenty twelve, I mean, yeah, nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like you're talking about comparing something from a decade ago and saying, so what was different when Avengers came out? Well, we had a Thor movie already. We already had two Iron Man. We had a Captain America. We had a Captain America. We had met. Uh, Natasha already, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and Iron Man, Man too, but we didn't really have backstory on her at all. No, but like even the Avengers movie, we didn't. Well, we got the Hulk, multiple incredible Hulk movies that yes. disappointed fans, but um, um, uh, so we kind of knew that background already, but they almost erased those from the. <laughs> Well, the first Hulk movie is completely erased, right? But the Incredible the, Hulk stands, right? But it's still like people still try to erase that as being a
0: Marvel film. I wouldn't. It totally, it totally stands because I like the Incredible Hulk. So do I. I mean, I did too. So,
1: uh, but anyway, um,
0: yeah, that movie started with all of those backstories created from standalone films,
1: except for like we still met Hawkeye and, like I said, Natasha. Same movie, and we didn't get, and we didn't get. Backstory on either one of them. Still, we, we knew that Natasha was a spy. That's all we knew about her.
0: Yeah, you knew Hawkeye worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. We met him in Thor. In, oh, yeah. Just very briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. He's introduced That's because right. he's standing guard over the hammer. Over the hammer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they tell him to let it happen. Yes.
1: Um. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so, but we, we, we just know they're spies and like, Soldiers basically. Yeah. And but somebody like, you had red
0: in their ledger and somebody helped erase it, blah, but, blah, blah. But blah.
1: just think like we didn't get those two characters' backstories even in Avengers. It's true. Like we had to, still don't really get. We, it. Don't, we only got Clint. We we got most of Clint. We started getting. Do we get Clint? We didn't get Clint until the end of Ultron. Well, the middle of, A, Ultron, Age of Ultron. And then, and then same with Natasha.
0: We got her um, Age of Ultron. Old,
1: Age of Ultron also. So we waited for the second movie for them. And Justice League packed it all into one movie.
0: And not only packed it into one movie, packed it in
1: well. Yeah, I mean they did they did a good job with the backstories. I did appreciate it. I mean
0: I mean we had Wonder Woman and you had Batman and Superman already. Yeah. Um Batman could have used a little more exploring, but at yeah. this point if you don't know who Batman Batman's is Batman's so so been done so many times that you don't even need to do that now. The only thing that fans want to know about Batman from Batman or Superman is what happened to all the Robins. Yeah. Um, I did like that they removed a lot of the humor from the Justice League, the Snyder cut. Uh, the scenes where Gordon's like, Oh, it's nice to see you're working with friends again, and Batman's like, for now. Like that's completely removed, and it's just it's more of a serious note. Yeah. Which is odd. Because you would have thought that the humor fit in better, but it doesn't.
1: No, oh, yeah. I mean, really the flash is your only comedic point and, which is good. And be- it's because he's young, he's the youngest and the most naive about everything.
0: And he's necessary. That's necessary for his character. Um, because you want a more hopeful character while everyone else is just kind of like either uh jaded, aquaman, remorseful and and just hardened by a life of crime fighting like batman um diana's still hopeful but she's very much more the warrior in this scene or in this movie than she was in like wonder woman 84 uh she's definitely a warrior especially when she's chopping heads off aquaman's just i don't know an alcoholic dude who's running from his past superman's dead cyborg's parents have well one died, he's now a monster in his mind. Yeah, he's trying to find himself still. Yeah. Which by the way, uh my wife watched this movie with me uh from the jump and she could not stop laughing. And she was like, God, Marvel movies are just so much better. <laughs> I'm serious. Like the scene where Silas is telling or Cyrus is telling Victor, your powers, this is just the tip of the tip. Of the, and my wife just starts laughing and I looked over and I'm like I'm so proud of you for being this immature like that's my bag but when they're like the mother box and she's like I've got a mother box <laughs> and I just started dying laughing she's like these movies are so stupid I mean I had a few
1: people reach out to me and they were like I want my four hours back and I'm like yeah whoa 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 like what? it it wasn't it wasn't I didn't think it was bad at all I mean there were
0: bad parts but four hour movie again I'll as, just lay it out as soon as Flash showed up though my wife's opinion changed. And there were scenes where she was like, pause the movie. I have to go to the bathroom. I was like, Oh, you care? She's like, well, yeah, now it's good. And I was like, yep. Right after the fourth part starts, she became invested.
1: Yeah. Parts three and four starts picking up part four, especially just starts flying. Yeah. And then, um, which is crazy. When you get to part four, you're only halfway into the movie. I know. I mean, I mean, he, he, he did break it up pretty good for as far as parts go, as far as time wise goes. I mean, you're not even two hours into the movie at, and part four starts.
0: Well, when part six starts, you've got an hour left. Yeah. Which I think is great because that's like the full-on assault. Like, let's go. Let's see how this goes. Um, and big stuff happens. It was, it was good. Like, yep. I, overall, overall, I would recommend that movie to anyone.
1: Yeah, you should watch it at least once. I mean, it's four hours, so I understand if you don't get it a second time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope it stays on HBO Max for a long time. I will probably buy that one DVD or Blu-ray. Yep.
1: And following up with some DC talk, we do we did get some news from the DC universe um, that's coming out on March 26th,
0: right? Yeah, today. Oh, shoot! Yeah, today, man, the trailer drops. That's right. The uh, first trailer for James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which looks, by the way, that they dropped a poster uh, earlier this week, and it's very 70s ex- inspired. It looks like that era of film. Uh, you can see all of the actors on it. It's listed, and it's insane the amount of actors they have in this movie. Uh, obviously, Harley Quinn's back, um, but Idris Elba is on there. We've got John Cena. Um, Sean Gunn <laughs> is in there. He's the weasel. It's ridiculous. Um, they've got Crazy Quilt on there, of all people. My God. Um,
1: You know, he's dead first, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's
0: going through like a wood chipper fast. Mongal is in there. Uh, You've got King Shark, uh, which, by the way, if you're fans of Harley Quinn on the DC Universe, the animated show, you're going to love this movie because they're bringing a lot of those characters to work with Harley. Uh, And then, of course, uh, Rick Flag's back, Joel Kinnaman, Mm -hmm. which I love that dude. Yeah, he's good. I love Joel Kinnaman, Mm -hmm. anything he's in. I watched a movie called The Informer with him on Amazon Prime uh, about two weeks ago, I love that guy. Even RoboCop was good. One one hand remaining and all, which I still don't know how that works, but it reminds me of Cyborg, so I'm down with it. Uh, But that trailer drops today, so definitely go check that out. Um, As the time we're recording this, there's a few hours away until that drops, but we're very, very, very excited for it. Otherwise, we'd cover it for you guys, but... Don't worry. Next week. We'll cover it next week. Uh, and next week, we'll also probably talk about the second episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Oh, you know what? We'll probably just cover that at QuadCon.
0: We'll do a live cast from there. Oh, that's, that's right. There. Because you know what? We got a whole nother con. Uh, that con! I fi- con! But I finally get to be involved in a con. It's only the second time Galactic Dads have been at a con. Uh, but I am super, super stoked to be there.
1: Yeah, we know it's uh, short notice, but if uh, not only if you want to come out and see us, uh, but again on Sunday, the 28th, uh, 10 to 4 at Olympia Sports and Event Center in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, but give us some uh, ideas to ask you guys about, because uh, we are going to have um, some, well, whoever shows up, really, listeners, um, new fans, old fans of the show. Um, if you're there with us, we'll get you on the podcast Um, Just to chat about um, a random, um, anything, just anything, anything you want to talk about. So we'll have a few pre-listed topics we'll play off of, but if you have some ideas, hit us up on Twitter or um, Instagram at Galactic Dads and give us some ideas for that. If not, just show up to the show and be like, hey, I want to chat about this and we'll talk about it with you. Um, It'll it'll be fun. And it can be as as quick as, hey, let's talk about Friday's Winter Soldier um, episode.
0: Don't forget Falcon very no. very integral to the show
1: no no <laughs> no, <laughs> I just no want he's to, not i just want to talk about winter soldier um and it's therapy <laughs> <laughs> um no so uh but yeah um hit us up um uh, and give us some ideas to talk about while we're there or, or if like i said if not just walk up and have a chat and we'll see if we can sit down with you if we're not with somebody already
0: yeah it happens it will be on the are we recording is there space for you to say hello kind of but whoever's available we would love to talk to folks, so definitely come talk to us. Otherwise, I mean, I feel like now would be a really good time to uh, just kind of really ease on in. To not that sound. Haha, <laughs> Just kidding. Where is it at? Hang on. There it is. My bad. Uh, you got a couple, couple, couple jokes. You guys jokes? ready for some dad jokes? We promised them, so we gotta do it.
1: Yeah, we did promise them this time, didn't we?
0: We did, we did. Uh, but let's let's do let's do a couple. I'll start. Hey John, yep. what's the difference between an outlaw and your in-laws? I don't know. Outlaws are wanted. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, here we go. What happens when you try and kick a volcano? You Krakatoa.
1: Oh, that's good. Uh, What's so special about the cemetery? People are always dying to get in.
0: It seems that way. I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) I went skydiving for the first time today. This guy strapped himself to me. We jumped out of the plane, and as we plummeted, he said, So how long have you been an instructor?
1: (laughs) Everybody always asks me, where do I get all my jokes from? I just tell them, it's in my
0: database. (laughs) I I've opened a restaurant called Peace and Quiet. Kid meals only, $150. Hey, man, what did the surgeon say to the patient who insisted on closing his own incision? Suit yourself.
1: Mm, That's good. Cashier at the store, would you like your milk
0: in the bag? No, you just leave it in the jug. Waitress asked me, how'd you find your steak, sir? Oh, it wasn't hard. It was right there next to the mashed potatoes. Uh. scientists have just discovered a fossilized dinosaur fart it's a real blast from the past
1: oh yikes that's a good one too we're (laughs) on fire here tonight I'm trying to stay clean
0: Uh, oh I see I always love when you do that but wish you wouldn't Mm. and what happens when frogs park illegally they get towed. Oh.
1: Dad, I'm 16. I asked for a Toyota. I thought you said a Toyota. As in baby Yoda. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Did you hear that FedEx and UPS are merging? Yeah, they're going to be called FedUps.
1: <laughs> How does NASA organize a party? They plan it.
0: Plan it. Very good, very good. You got one more? Yeah. Okay. Hey, what did zero say to the eight? I have no idea. Nice belt. (laughs) That's it for those uh, those dad jokes. Good stuff, right? Great stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. I'm proud of it. Happy to have heard it. So, anyway, guys, that takes us almost to the very end of the show. But there's also one thing that we have to – I'm not going to call it housekeeping because I enjoy this part. Uh, but um, if you are a Patreon member, uh, and you can accomplish that by going to patreon.com slash galacticdads and pledging to support the show, uh, you have the option to be featured or named on every single episode of the podcast and um I know we keep plugging it, but at the con, we'll have uh, our producer level patrons will be there at the show. Uh, so that's exciting stuff, a lot of opportunity there. but like I said, if you are a producer level patron or higher, you get mentioned on every single episode. Uh, so I want to go ahead and do our first patreon shout out. We're talking about that OG that Keith Jefferson Keith was the very first supporter of our patreon. And came out of the gate at the producer level. uh, And has been supporting the show ever since. We're going on a year and three months now. Yeah, over a year now. Yeah, we're a year and three months now uh, since the Patreon got started. And we have been enjoying his support since day one. Uh, Keith is a self-described geek and a galactic dad in his own right. Uh, But that moves us on to our... Yeah, Rob Ryan there. There we go. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> we all like him. Brandon really loves his name. I do, I do. He just loves saying it. Yeah. Rob, Rob Ryan. Rob Ryan. Sounds like he's in a film that you can't watch with your family. Oh. And <laughs> so We're gonna leave it at that. But Rob also he loves he loves to play games. He's a board game kind of guy. Yep. Board games, gardening, bowling, yep. you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. He's into it and uh he's also into supporting the show. So we really appreciate you, Rob Ryan. Yep, thanks. Big ups, buddy. Um, But that takes us from the producers and up to the I Love You 3000 tier. And this is the highest tier that you can support the show on. And it is exclusive and limited uh, to only 10 slots available. Uh, You get the absolute best merch available that we have for the show. And you um, are so appreciated. I can't even tell you guys. Uh, But the very first I Love You 3000 support member was... Mbtk three one seventy
1: eight. There we go. Uh, our our Galactic Dad's fact checker checker, which we really appreciate. Really do. Even though uh, I caught him missing one, <laughs> <week>. <laughs> and I will never let him live it down, as he will never let us live anything down when we get it wrong.
0: So ever that's his self appointed job that he took upon himself, and we really appreciate that. Uh, but we also appreciate his support. TK will also tell you that Brickin ain't easy. If you want to go follow his Instagram account, uh, check out his love for Legos, all kinds of new pre-order Legos, by the way, for anyone interested, anyone check that out. Uh, but he is a massive supporter of the show and helps out behind the scenes and really helps me, uh, scratch my creative itch. Whenever I have ideas, I usually take them to TK and we kind of flesh them out. So a huge shout out to TK, but that, uh, would mean we can't forget Special K. Yeah, Special we got K. TK, and, TK Special K. and Special
1: K. K. Um, great guy. Uh, he's now a godfather.
0: Oh, yeah, as of a couple of days ago. Congratulations, wow. by the way. Congratulations.
1: Thanks. Yeah. So little man got baptized uh, last Sunday, and yeah, Special K is now a godfather. Now, when we're in the room together, it's really difficult on who gets called godfather. Uh-huh. I usually just hold up my hand and see what happens. <laughs> So, uh, But, yeah, great guy. Um, he really wanted me to mention how he beat me at bowling again. Uh, I still deny it. Um, it's hard to deny a real score, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll keep working on
0: it. I'll, alternative facts.
1: Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, thanks for all your support, uh, we, and we love what you do for the show. Thanks a lot.
0: We really do. it. And last but not least, that brings us to our latest member of the I Love You 3000 tier, and that is Joe President. Joe, I mean, what can you say about the guy that you – Meet at Comic-Con, and who becomes one of your really good friends, enough so to drive from Wisconsin to Missouri. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. uh, And show up for my bachelor party because he's such a great dude. Love seeing him every year that I get to make it to C2E2. Um, Or the one
1: year we'll make it to San Diego eventually. If that ever
0: happens, my God, it (sighs) needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, Joe President is also the host of, Uh, One of the hosts of the Comic Shop Couch podcast which is a great show You guys should check out as well Um, But Joe President We appreciate you and your support We also appreciate everybody else On the Patreon shoutouts You guys we could not do this show Without you and you really make This show that much better so you have Definitely earned this big Thank you applause Thank you all Thank you very much All right, guys. So one last time, we're going to let you know where you can find us this weekend. Uh, that will be at QuadCon in St. Charles. Hit up our socials if you want more details. You can also hit us up on GalacticDads.com, which launched this week. I'm not saying it looks pretty, but it's now functional, and I will continue to improve that.
1: Yeah, if you need to, find the event on uh, Facebook also. There is a Facebook event for it, and we've linked it multiple times. Multiple times. Our, on our socials there, so.
0: That's correct, so. Hit up Galactic Dads on any of the socials and check us out there. But uh, listen, as we finish these beers and say cheers, we thank all of you for listening. Uh, This show does not happen without your tender ears awaiting each new episode, so we appreciate it. Uh, Remember, do us a big favor. Like, rate, leave a review, and definitely share uh, this episode no matter what platform you're listening to us on. Uh, Check us out on Patreon.com slash Galactic Dads because there you get exclusive access to bonus episodes that only Patreon subscribers can get and much more exciting content. Uh, we get recipes from laser Eric's grill master exercises. You can also see comic book reviews and other stuff uh, posted first to the Patreon. Uh, plus you get your hands on sweet galactic dad's merch. We're talking hats, hoodies, t-shirts, uh, signed lithograph of the show, our animated art and much, much more. And I'm going to start personalizing those for people. I really can't wait. Uh, If you guys want to see a glimpse of any of this in person, check us out this weekend at the con. But listen, till next episode, thank you all so much for listening, and keep on doing the dad thing. See you guys. See you, guys.